Hello, 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 everyone. And welcome back to the old miscellaneous debris podcast with your host, the Mad Shadow, Ryan MK. That's right. That's right. <sighs> What's up, Madcaps? Been good? Been good? Good, good, good. Thank you for joining. Do not forget to follow and check out all my content on the social medias, the grams, the Twitters. Check it all out, please, please. At RMK Madness is where you find it. All right. All right. Yeah, not bad here. Not bad here. Glad you guys are good, guys and gals. It's been a long week of work, kind of. Um, had the vacation the previous week. You know, just kind of, <laughs> now I'm getting back into the groove from that. And, uh, you know, that's kind of part of it. And just a very up and down kind of the past, I don't know, month or so. And not anything major, right? But just uh, the ebbs and flows of life just felt a little more ebby and flowy, if that makes any sense. But it's really good at the moment, except for that my joint seems to be wanting to go out. Not having as much luck with the, I mean, I'm out of blunt cones. It's not, it's, and I have some wraps, but I, 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 I digress. M-O-O-N, that spells digress. <laughs> some of you probably have no idea what the hell that's from. I'll get into it in a little bit. But uh, yeah, it, it's uh it's been better. I feel good during this recording. I'm kind of ready to go. Although I do got a busy August coming up. <sighs> yeah, wife's got a surgery, minor one, but still we got to move. The boy is starting school again, the seven-year-old. Second fucking grade. Good God. And I stay, I take one step closer to 40. That's right. You know, entering that uh, part of my life where I'm uh, closer to the grave than I am to the womb, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so hitting, hitting, hitting that time, it gets uh, to a point where not so much a celebration as it is like a, I'd rather not fucking think about it. <laughs> hmm, I don't really mind. I'm not panicky yet. Not yet. I think I'm okay with 40s. We'll see how I feel once I get close to 50. <laughs> once again, I digress. I also want to mention, I, it's not for everybody, but speaking of August, NFL is ramping up training camps and whatnot. And while that's fun because I love sports and right now all we got is fucking baseball. <laughs> I exaggerated it kind of. Um, not really maybe, but I t so I'm ready for some football and uh, you know, doing part of what I do is fantasy football analysis, you know, my buddy Aaron Stewart and I, you've seen him on this pod a few times. Check him out, AARonStu09 on the Twitters, you know, if you're into the fantasy football thing. And if you're not, I'll be brief. 
But uh, we do a podcast every week. Same thing as this one. You can find the version, the YouTube version, video version, uh, same place as this one. And I'm sure you've seen it. So if you're into that thing and you're new to this, check it out. If you, you know what I mean? Check it out. Got our good friend Chris B, because I, I, I can't remember how to pronounce his last name. But he will be joining us on the pod tomorrow. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But I'm happy that that's going. You know, training camps and whatnot. That's that's getting, you know, starting to get going and ramping up. And it's just ah, football. The culmination of everything you do in the off season for fantasy purposes. Uh, it comes to play out over the season. So everybody's ready for it to get going. And then, of course, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, they, of course, had to move back the G1 Climax Tournament due to the Olympics. Speaking of the Olympics, get into that in a second. And so there's that to consider as well. That to consider as well. M-O-O-N. That spells consider. <laughs> I will get to that. I will get to that. And that's related to this uh, classic that I started at work. As you know, if you've been paying attention at work, I have the time to just listen a lot to the earbuds, you know, or what's coming out of them, I should say. And, you know, I go through the podcast pretty quickly, kind of ran out of comedy although i do try and you know find new stuff but i've gotten into the audio books and it's funny one of my favorite pods the dan libertard show with Stu gots this shit is awesome by the way if you haven't checked it out you need to but they were talking the other day about um how the audio books that your brain is doing the same thing listening to a book as it is when you're reading a book. And this is great because I love to read. I don't ever have fucking time. Never have fucking time. Apologies. My joint keeps going out. But I don't have time to read anymore. I used to read at least at night to help me fall asleep. Once I started smoking weed again, which that's a long story because I quit drinking. And then for a long time, I didn't want to Nothing else because I didn't want anything to tempt me towards the drink, but I got to a point where I kind of felt like I needed something. And I'm not one who is into taking any kind of prescription medication, if you know what I mean. So that's not my bag, peoples, if you know what I'm talking about. So I decided I'd try smoking the weed again, and it's been wonderful. Not just, you know, the stoner side of it, it's fun, it's cool, whatever but it's been helpful. And that's one area where nowadays I pretty much, my head hits the pillow, I go to sleep. It's not a struggle anymore. So I have no time to read, no time to read. So the audiobooks is wonderful because I am a book worm. I'm a book lover. So this is a great way for me to get my books in. Now I have to read or now I have to try and find time to read. And M-O-O-N, that spells read. 
I got into a particular classic, one of my favorite stories uh, ever, ever, really, even though there is some um, religious-based stuff in it. And you know me, you know me. I'm, I'm, I lean agnostic. And some people say shit like wishy-washy. You might have heard this spiel before. <laughs> but some people say shit like that. Not so fond of us because the atheists, nothing. Religions, they all have something. Everyone thinks they're right. So there's the agnostics who are like the only ones that are fucking honest. They're the real ones because we say it. We don't fucking know because nobody knows. Atheists, you don't fucking know. Religious people, y'all don't know. Y'all guessing just like the atheists, but you don't know for sure. Perhaps one of the many religions is right. Perhaps in a way they're all right. Perhaps in a way, that was my stomach. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Great. I should have eaten before I started recording this pot. If you hear the sounds of my stomach, and I know we're so far fucking off track right now, it's ridiculous. But if you heard the sounds of my stomach, I apologize. I'm going to drink some more tea. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hear you, Tommy, but I'm recording. You'll have to wait for pizza till after. It like stopped right after I heard pizza. Anyway, continuing on. I digress. M-O-O-N, that spells I digress. <sighs> so anyway, what the hell was I saying? I got off on a tangent, but we'll just take it back all the way to the book I'm listening to at work. It is a classic, one of my favorite stories by a famous author. But before we really get into that, I really have to talk about last week. And something I want to clear up, not because... I was called out for anything on social media or someone DM'd me saying, no. My own reflection upon it made me want to clarify some things. And when I started talking about the Olympics last week, I began with, with, with like, who really cares about the Olympics right now? Sorry, I had to like the it again. <laughs> but that's the way it kind of started out. And that's probably not quite, I guess I don't, I feel like I didn't get my true sentiment across. I feel like that could be easily misconstrued because it's, it is not beyond me. What these competitors, these athletes, all these, all these fucking people go through to get to this point, And they've already had a delayed Olympics. Could say the same thing I was bitching about, you know, those in power just going after the TV money, but hey, they're dealing with the same situation. They've got to get the money or, you know, oblige the contract. And it was already delayed a year. Like, it's just, I get all, all of that. But is this really the time? Particularly amidst a worsening pandemic, worldwide pandemic. And, you know, not all these countries have like 
the vaccination availability that the United States does, okay? Someone died for the availability we have, which is why people can't believe so many are refusing it. And I guess I didn't look into it for all I know. The Olympic athletes all had to be vaccinated. And I'm sure country has vaccinations. They probably want to make sure they do. They're Olympic athletes. However, uh, if not, there's that possibility. And then there's the fans in general. I'm not 100% about that either, I guess, with travel restrictions and everything. But I'm, I, and you know, because fans aren't allowed inside. But does that mean fans from the world are still flying in to hang out around or I, I don't know. I don't know. So the whole thing, it just seems like I do wish I knew the exact regulations to everything, but it just feels like, man, and I know I'm bitching about something where, hey, I watched NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs. I still don't think it was the greatest idea to have all those fucking people there inside, but whatever. But I do feel like it, you know, that is confined to the United States. So there was no international trap. Well, I guess there was for the NHL. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, um, it just feels like not only that, but then you had the day after my pod came out, you had, or the day after recorded it, maybe the Simone Biles stuff and these fucking people on the right bitching about the woke Olympics. So not only was it kind of like difficult to care about the Olympics right now, because it just didn't feel it. Do you feel the Olympics right now? Like, you know, normally you feel it coming around and like, I'm not, I'm never huge on the Olympics, but I've at least, you know, I know it's coming around. I'm like, oh yeah, check it out. And I prefer the winter Olympics to the summer Olympics, but like, I, I'm ready to check some shit out. That's cool. I mean, even now I've still watched a little bit. The wife and I watch some women's volleyball, the Russian team. Holy shit. Those are some big ladies and they got some power behind those spikes. They're insane. I would not be surprised if they went very far. So very far or, you know, placed, meddled, whatever. <laughs> See, that's how up I am on Olympics. But, um, you know, again, it, it, it just doesn't feel very Olympic-y. And I think that's, there's so much shit going on. And then, it, you know, it already felt that way. And now it feels doubly so because it feels like, oh, here's another way that shit can be politicized. And it's funny, the people who didn't want shit for politics and sports and all that are straight bringing shit up to the, it. Like it's mind boggling. They're going after, they've went after all these different and particularly Simone Bile, the vile fucking spewed at Simone Bile is just off the charts. They're talking about, oh, yeah, you know, maybe if you weren't so woke and working on all your causes, you could focus more for the Olympics. Well, maybe if there wasn't so much bullshit going on in this country, in part because of people like you fuckheads, then maybe, maybe, They'd be able to concentrate a little bit better for, for, you know, 
this goddamn crazy ass abnormal Olympics. Okay. This kind of shit isn't helping. The woke Olympics. Wait, these people. Uh, if... So patriotic of them, right? And, you know, there's something to the Simone Biles thing, okay? With, th there's something to gymnasts get this thing. I want to call it like the tipsies or something. I can't remember. It was talked about on the Dan Libertard show. I know I brought him up earlier. I'm not sure if I went where I wanted to with him, with that show. And what I thought in my mind, I wanted to say that I had heard there. Perhaps it was, but they were talking about that. And so this is something that can happen to gymnasts. And it's just like she was trying to keep herself from physical harm, trying to keep from hurting herself, trying to keep from hurting her team. Mm. Lambasted for it. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's stupid to see. Because I, I think you can't, if you're, if you, have you not ever had a day where you're just not feeling it? I know uh, maybe that's hard for some people to fathom, even in performing. I, I was telling my wife the other day, what, the thing I'm probably most confident in as far as any of my abilities, as much as I like to talk. And, you know, <clears throat> ramble on and do fantasy football and, and comedy stuff and all these different things and write. That really, what I'm really good at is playing drums. It really is. Been doing it the longest. It's what I'm best at. And with that, and with that being the thing that I do best, there's still nights for whatever reason maybe i had too much to drink maybe i had other shit on my mind there were times i was not up for that shit you know so i just don't and i love to play drums i still do i don't do it so much you know with bands anymore but it i still love playing drums and i i you know there have been times no i'm just not feeling it so I don't know. I, I just, it just feels like it, all that shit is just was used. Oh, we're not winning as many gold medals. Yeah. They're not fucking paying enough attention to their training. You're stupid people. Like I just, this is a really fucked up year. There's a lot of shit going on at home. And you're making it worse. I feel bad, you know? I mean, and this all started with the lead up to the Olympics. Rasha Carey, Richardson. Gets disqualified, basically, from going. Oh, because she had marijuana in her sim. Because that could be... a. that could somehow enhance her performance. 
And I know there was some athlete that was arguing like, well, if it helps with anxiety, okay, does that mean all prescription medications are banned? What's all banned? Can we get a list of the shit that's banned? So, I mean, it is what it is. A bunch of us can disagree with it all we want. And I will, but it is what it is. They didn't let her go because of weed. But this dude, Alex Hedrick, a fencer, he has three sexual misconduct allegations against him by fellow fellow fencers, female ones, obviously. And (laughs) this motherfucker's at the Olympics. Nobody even fucking knows who this dude is. His teammates don't even want him there. They protested him going. And then at the Olympics, they wore the pink face masks. Yeah, they're like, fuck these people. They need to get this dude out of here. M O O N. That spells out of here. So uh, that piece of shit go to Tokyo. They even put him in his own fucking like they won't let him near the Olympic Village. So he's all he's all isolated from everybody. But he got to go. <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Yeah, he's allowed to go. But you carry, smoked your little weed. Nope, can't go. Fucking stupid. She should be there. She should be there. I just think it's fucking stupid. All this shit. It really is. The vile towards biles. Use that again because it's, you know, makes sense. And just everything else, just do it. Probably be easier to, I mean, I don't even think we've done bad, but maybe if there is a focus issue, it's because of so much bullshit that's been going on here, perpetuated by, by a lot of the same people who are complaining and saying shit, stupid shit, like woke limpers. I'd like to call that the Woke Olympics. Whatever. He's the shit, but I digress. I digress. I just had to, M-O-O-N, that spells digress. But I had to get that out, you know, because I am very, very aware of what those athletes have to do. I mean, obviously, I don't have the experience, but I, I get, I know. And again, I get they trained for years for this and then got 2020 taken away. And, you know, it's just, and that's probably another thing with the athletes. I'm probably fucking exhausted, trained for years for this. And then it got delayed a year. Like, fuck. So it's rough. It's rough. But once again, wanted to clarify some of my shit, add on what had happened since the last pod concerning the Olympics. And I don't know. (laughs) I know I've said that a million times too. I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's, of course, I watch a little bit and I wonder if it's just not there. Just not there. Feels like it's not there for a lot of people. But 
once again, digressing back to my audiobook and what I've been referencing with the M-O-O-N. Now the book is bio one Mr. Stephen King, of course, who, whom we all love, right? We all love. And it's kind of creepy to read right now or to listen to right now. Um, but it's a great book, classic book. And uh, while not one of his favorites, according to him, it's one that uh, readers love and like one of the ones people ask the most about because they just love the characters and the story. And it is by far one of my favorite stories. And it is The Stand. What an introduction. The Stand by Stephen King. Now, if you haven't read this book or know nothing about it, there's also a couple of mini series based off of it. One was uh, back in the 90s, one I watched as a kid, uh, that that was my introduction to The Stand. And then it was uh, after that that I asked my dad if he had the book. And yes, of course he did. And it was big and thick, just big and thick, that big and thick thing all up in your face, you know, uh, get your mind out of the gutter, people. Come on. The big, thick book. So it's a big one, right? Take some time to read, but it's a great book. And now it's awesome to be listening to it on audiobook again. It's fantastic. But this book, if you don't know, as I was saying, miniseries back in the night, miniseries again, recently, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm going to be checking it out. But this is a classic story of good versus evil. It begins with a plague, essentially. The plague is the first part of the book is called. And what happens is a uh, U.S. military-made virus gets out. Kills the majority of the planet, humans on the planet as well as lots of different animals and things like that horses are good are not good they get hit by it but the monkeys are fine so that's only the beginning because you see then the, the survivors essentially form into two camps one led by the dark And they're camped out in Vegas. And then back. And then another camp. Out in Colorado. Led by an old black woman. Who plays the guitar. And talks to God. And it's your classic battle of good versus evil. You know what I mean? It's a really good book. It's fantastic. Betrayal, twists, turns, sadness, happiness, intense shit, a trash can, man. That's right. <laughs> M-O-O-N. That's both trash can, man. And that's the M-O-O-N thing. That's what the... 
there are two characters in particular that I love in this story. And one of them is a deaf mute. Can't hear, can't speak, but he's really good at reading lips. He's got a pad, he writes with it, trying to communicate with people. And there's, and his name is Nick Andros, if I didn't say it already. And then you have Tom Colin. Tom Colin is a bit mentally challenged, a bit slow. And uh, he likes to say shit like, laws, yes. And, oh, my laws. And <laughs> I love this character. He's the greatest. And, um, and of course, he thinks everything is spelled M-O-O-N. M-O-O-N. That spells taxi. No matter what it is, M-O-O-N. M-O-O-N. That spells awesome fucking buddies. Because that's what they become in the story. And I'm sorry if you haven't seen I'm not going to spoil it too much. But you just have to imagine when they first meet, neither one of them have seen people in forever. And Nick, Nick can't hear or speak again, okay? Tom's mentally challenged. And he also can't read. So Nick's little writing shit down on a pad don't work. So it has to basically play charades with Tom to get him to understand. That would be difficult as shit. So very good characters. I love it. Um, in the, the old miniseries, uh, Rob Lowe plays Nick Andros. And Bill Fagerbake plays the other guy. Who was I just talking about? <laughs> Tom Cullen. Uh, M-O-O-N guy. Um, and if you don't know Bill Fagerbake, who's in that old TV show Coach, and he does the voice of Patrick from SpongeBob. And so just picture him, Patrick's voice, M-O-O-N, that spells Patrick. I, not the greatest impression, but not terrible, not completely terrible. But I, I would definitely be intrigued to check out the new miniseries for sure. But right now, I've well, today actually, I began the old one because I have it on DVD. So as I'm finishing the audiobook version, I'm going to watch the old series. And then once both of those are done, I'm going to hop on and check out the new miniseries. But don't just, you really all should check out the old one. It has Gary Sinise, uh, Molly Ringwald, trying to think who else aside from Rob Lowe. Yeah, there's good characters in it. Y'all would like. So make sure you check out the old one. Don't just run and go to the new version of The Stand. Or if you already have seen the new version of The Stand, check out the old one. Highly suggested. It holds up. It holds up. I promise. I assure you. But it's funny. Watching this, it just adds more to, you see, once again, I write. I've wrote one book before. I have a few I'm working on right now, two mainly. Uh, but I have wrote, written. What? Listen to the writer here, fucking not know how to speak. I wrote one book 
fully. Full story. Well, it was the first of a series. And while I like the story, I have to thoroughly go through there and chop it up and mix some shit up and fix some shit. And because I realized, I, see, the thing is, I did, I, I wrote this book very early in sobriety. I had been wanting to do it. I had put all these ideas together and then I had to have hernia surgery. I had actually time off to do this. And so I did. Well, I got most of it done anyway. And again, new in sobriety, it was very good for me to just write, keep my mind on something. And so over time, going through and editing it and stuff, I see little things. Well, this, this part right here is, seems a little similar to that TV show Heroes. And there's definitely a couple of parts. And you know how I know this happened? Because it was later on in sobriety when, oh, they're bringing the, the show Heroes back. Cool. Well, I got to watch. I got to watch the old shit. I got to, you know, get caught. I got to rewatch that shit and start this new version of Heroes. So excited, right? That didn't turn out great. So, <laughs> so I really... It was then that I'm watching the shit that it dawned on me. Some of my shit, my book's kind of like this. And it's fucked because for anybody that read any of it and knows about any of that shit, they would just think I ripped it off. And I did, essentially. But I, it, the ideas or the, the similarities, you, you know, it too, it's not a coincidence. My subconscious Somehow, because I didn't do it on purpose. I would never do that shit. I hate when people rip off my shit. I would never do that shit. So, I, 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 I don't know. There we go with that. I don't know where. <laughs> but I'm, I, I really didn't have any clue. I, it's got to be a subconscious thing where I just, you know, particularly heroes. I watched the shit out of that in my drinking days. That's why I wanted to rewatch it because I couldn't fucking remember shit from it. I just remember I loved the show Heroes when I was drunk. <laughs> so, yeah, somewhere in the back of my brain, I liked some ideas from it and I used them. I don't know. There we go with that word again. We should call the podcast. I don't know. M-O-O-N spells. I don't know. <laughs> But yes, um, so I now it's it's been years since I've reread, rewatched the stand at all, and unless it dawned on me before and I forgot about it, because it's certainly not the time first time I've talked about the stand or thought about the stand, thought about or talked about the stand, um, not the first time. So I'm. Or it, it, if it's not the first time, I don't remember. So <laughs> I guess the joint got me a little high there. Focus, focus. Sorry. Sorry, people. I'm good. But I'm going to relight the joint first. But, you know, watching the stand now, listening to the audio version, audiobook version, 
it uh i can definitely tell there's some similarities with that to my book <laughs> so i'm just like fuck i gotta just oh man there's so much work to do on that i'm gonna work on my new books first that was already the plan but i'm like there might be some more work to that old book and and again it's crazy because i would never have tended on do my idea when i started this book was like I want like an end of the world apocalyptic thing. And part of my idea was like most people dying like this hand, but not from a, a virus. Um, essentially solar flare, it'd be a bunch of different natural things like solar flares would begin it. And then it went on from there. And there's going to be a big tie-in later on in the end of the story for kind of everything building up to one kind of, I don't want to get too much into as far as the series goes. Um, probably spending way too much time on this stupid book of mine. But it's got that same feel as The Stand. A lot of people get wiped out and there's some good and some bad left. You know, mine's not a virus based thing and uh, mine has superpowers. Not any religious or demonic connections, superpowers <laughs> like superheroes. So, yeah. It's pretty crazy how different parts are eerily, eerily similar, similar to other things. And again, totally fucking subconscious. <laughs> M-O-O-N. That spells subconscious. That's right. But yes, yes. Gotta get, gotta get that out there and talk about that, you know? I don't mind. I don't mind. Not at all. Laws, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, check out the stand. The new the new series looks good too. I'm definitely going to check that out. But we're going to take a quick break. See, I'm struggling to speak. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know I'm being real honest, real high tonight. I'm always both of those. But I think my tummy's affected me. I could pause the pod long enough to eat. Y'all would never know the difference. Never. Except I would come back being like that would be that was a really good pizza, but you guys wouldn't really know because the diff the time difference would be no different for you, right? But then if I eat the pizza, I may just want to lay down on the couch. So we're we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna we're just gonna record right after our little break right here so stay tuned
back and feeling much better, might I say. No, I did not eat the pizza. I did not eat the pizza yet. Not yet. I'm going to wait till after this. Eat the pizza. Watch some more of the stand. That's right. So exciting. So exciting. But I did want to say, I was thinking, I was thinking. Uh, while I was using the restroom, because I did do that. I do think that was a hindrance. The full bladder, it was full, I tell you. TMI, apologies, but you know me, I did no filter. So I had to get that out. Had a little bit of nicotine out in the garage. So I feel decent, feel decent, ready to knock this out. Try and not be so rambly. I felt like I was rambly through the, uh, you know, talking about the stand and then in particular my book. And some may even go, what is he talking about? The, like, what? And like, it's okay. First of all, I got all that shit copyright. So, well, not that it means anything. It's going to be so drastically changed. <laughs> but some of the concept ideas and, and for the longevity, yeah, yeah, back off people. But there is similarities to other stuff. And, you know, that bothers me because I certainly didn't do that on purpose. I don't care what anybody says or believes. Don't believe me. I don't care. I don't care. No, I'm not going to go that route. But anyway, but I felt like I threw, I, I hit, I threw. Where'd that word come from? Oh, no. We're staying bad. But I got I got through the Olympic stuff strong. I thought I hit that shit. Now that I think about it, I didn't know some of the, the vaccine shit and, uh, <clears throat> you know, some of the regulations. And what, so I take that back. I guess uh, thus far, I've been pretty rambly and blah, blah, blah throughout the uh, pod. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> M-O-O-N, I suppose. Keep rolling. (laughs) Just, yeah. Make our way through this. We'll just make our way through. Like we normally do. That's right. So we'll get into a bit of news, right? A lot of shit's been going on. Uh, Get the negative shit out the way first. Turkey's on fire. And not as in birds, like turkey birds, birds, turkeys are on fire. In some place, there's not a bunch of turkeys on fire. No, the country turkey is fucking on fire. Wildfires. Shit's beginning. I mean, wildfires have been a problem. But they're getting, this shit seems so much worse. Stupid joints are just not staying like. I know. I got problems. Can't keep my joint lit. Turkey's on fire. But yes, there will be those that don't want to discuss things about climate change and whatnot. It's unfortunate. Contributed to wildfires, you know. But we'll not get into that. So hopefully that poor damn country can get that shit under control. Because that's scary shit. Also, 
something else not cool happened. Joey Jordison died. He's uh was the drummer of the the original drummer of Slipknot, the metal band, whom I love. No, I do not know them. <laughs> so many people from Iowa will tell you, yeah, I went to school with him or I live next door to him. People ask me, do you know any of the people from Slipknot? Nope. I don't think so. Perhaps one time I met one and didn't know. They wear masks. <laughs> they all wear masks. Excuse me, excuse me. They all wear masks. So I don't know. Perhaps. But I don't think so. <laughs> but it sucks. Because I, I, I do, though I've never met anyone from Slipknot, I was a fan. Not one of those, that, that a lot of fans, a lot of Iowans that are metal fans and Slipknot fans, they're die-hard Slipknot fans. That's not me. But I do enjoy the Slipknot. I do. And I was a fan of Joey. I, I, and I like the new drummer, too. I mean, uh, the, whoever's behind the kit, the drum kit for good old Slipknot does a pretty bang up job. It's fast. It's insane. Uh, it's fun stuff to try and mimic, to play, um, to cover. And so it's really sad. He was misdiagnosed with the transverse mellitus stuff where it just takes away the use of his legs and and, um, you know, it just, the, I tried to find out if they, that was related in any way, um, to his death, I'm assuming, but I don't know. I don't know. Haven't heard yet. I couldn't find anything. Um, and that, that this was a handful of days ago. So <clears throat> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what he died from yet, but, uh, it's, uh, it's too soon too soon 46 so you got that going on in the world and then in the metal world meanwhile in the united states and elsewhere in parts of the world covid continues to surge the delta variant and now it's become as transmissible as chickenpox that's fucking crazy and it's hitting youth, teens and under, multiple stories from ICUs. And some of these people, they want, they, they just refuse. Because like 90% of people in the hospital for this shit right now are unvaccinated. And people will point out, like I've seen stupid shit on Twitter, like, oh yeah, the survival rule rate, blah, blah, blah. Not the same with the Delta variant. Sorry. You can say whatever you want. People are stupid about the original COVID, right? And see, this is shit I talked about during 2020 on my podcast, which, which the people with taking this so lightly is the allowance of the mutations and things like that, because it was going to mutate. It was going to change. And we're allowing it to just fester, grow stronger. It's our stupidity. Not everyone's, obviously. A lot of us are doing our part. Good. But you see this shit everywhere. In the NFL. <laughs> and it people just don't have the facts. I just... And now people questioning, oh, we're now we're supposed to wear masks again? What the hell is this? Why do you keep changing your mind? Because shit 
changes. Fuck's sake. <laughs> like, I, ju- I just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. The ignorance uh, knows no bounds. As when Val Kilmer would say, portraying Doc Holliday in the great film Tombstone. I love that movie. Such a good movie. Why, Ike? Whatever do you mean? But you hear this shit, and it's just insane. Now, listen, I have this article that this doctor wrote, okay? And I want everybody to check it out. Go, oh, uh uh-oh, uh-oh. What the shit is this? It didn't, it didn't. Oh, okay, here we go. I was going to say, it didn't save it for me. There it is. There it is. It's okay. I found it, people. Don't worry, Madcaps. <clears throat> I'm going to read it to you real quick. Hold on. With the whistle nice and, you know. Okay. I'm an ICU doctor, and I cannot believe the things unvaccinated patients are telling me. We can't let COVID win, in quotations. This was my colleague's mantra when the pandemic started last year. And for the almost 18 months since, healthcare workers have rallied to the battlefields, even at times when we had no weapons to brandish. We took care of the infected and the critically ill when no one else would. We reused N95 masks, carefully placing them in labeled brown paper bags in between shifts. We witnessed lonely deaths and held up iPads for families to say their heartbreaking goodbyes. We created elaborate backup schedules and neglected our personal lives. We stepped up during surges and when our colleagues fell ill. Camaraderie in the ICU had never been stronger because we recognized that this was a team effort and all of humanity was battling against a common enemy. But as healthcare workers, we were also painfully aware of our own vulnerabilities. We can run out of ICU resources for our patients. We can run out of personal protective equipment for ourselves. We can be exposed on the job and get sick, and we can die. Many of us did. More than 3,600 from COVID-19 in the first year. Many of us quarantined away from our families to protect the ones we love. We counted the risk factors of our children, our elderly patients, our spouses, and came up with our own formulas to decide whether to come home at the end of the shift or hole up in a hotel room. One of our ICU directors wrote and rewrote our COVID-19 clinical guidelines to keep up with all the evolving literature, and somehow she carved out the time to write her own will. That's fine. I worked daily to adapt our end-of-life program to the changing needs and restrictions of the pandemic and signed up for vaccine clinical trial as soon as one became available. I also updated my advanced directive and printed it out from my husband just in case. Then, effective vaccines became widely available in the U.S. <coughs> Excuse me. No, I'm, I'm good. I don't got the COVIDs. <laughs> Did I already talk about that? I might have already talked about that. I was kind of high doing the first part of the thought. Anyway. Moving on, then effective vaccines became widely available in the U.S. I briefly saw light at the end of the tunnel. The number of patients with COVID-19 in ICUs across the country plummeted. 
it looked like our sacrifices and commitment as healthcare workers had paid off. We believed hard immunity could become a reality, herd immunity <laughs> could become a reality and we could return to some sense of normalcy. But the relief was short-lived, the hope was fleeting, and we are amid another surge. A surge that is fueled by a highly transmissible variant and those unvaccinated. My experience in the ICU these past weeks have left me surprised, disheartened, and most of all, angry. I'm angry that the tragic scenes of prior surges are being played out yet again. But now with ICUs primarily filled with patients who have chosen not to be vaccinated. I am angry that it takes me over an hour to explain to an anti-vaxxer full of misinformation that intubation isn't what kills patients and that their wish for chest compression without intubation in the event of a respiratory arrest makes no sense. I am angry at those who refuse to wear quote-unquote muzzles when grocery shopping for half an hour a week as I have been so-called muzzled for much of the past 18 months. I cannot understand the simultaneous decision to not get vaccinated and the demand to end the restrictions imposed by a pandemic. I cannot help but recoil as if I've been slapped in the face when my ICU patient tells me they didn't get vaccinated because they just didn't get around to it. Although such individuals do not consider themselves anti-vaxxers, their inaction itself is a decision, a decision to not protect themselves or their families, to fill a precious ICU bed, to let new variants flourish, and to endanger the healthcare workers and immunosuppressed people around them. Their inaction is a decision to let this pandemic continue to rage. And meanwhile, immunocompromised people for whom vaccines don't generate much immunity are desperately waiting for herd immunity. I have no way to comfort my rightfully outraged, outraged, outraged transplant patients who contracted COVID-19 after isolating for over a year and getting fully vaccinated as soon as they could. <clears throat> With angry tears, these patients tell me it's not fair there are people who are choosing, excuse me, by the way, they're not fair there are people who are choosing to endanger themselves and the vulnerable people around them. They feel betrayed by their fellow citizens and they're bitter and angry. I cannot blame them. No, shouldn't. Who fucking can? It's ridiculous. I am at a loss to understand how anyone can look at these past months of the pandemic, more than 600,000 lives lost in the U.S. and more than 4 million worldwide, and not believe it's real or take it seriously. But the unhappy truth is that there are people who do not. They did not in the beginning, and many are doubting, are doubling down now. I thought when this pandemic began that we were all in this fight together, engaged in a war against a common enemy. Now I painfully realize perhaps we were never on the same side and we never had a common enemy. Perhaps the war has been among ourselves all along. We have won many battles, but unvaccinated America is choosing to let COVID win the war. Yep. Yep. I chose that, and I know I biffed it a few times along the way reading that. And I really tried 
should have tried to clear my throat a little better before I started recording <laughs> and wet the whistle a little more. I should have done that. Maybe I should have ate the pizza. Maybe I should have ate the pizza. <laughs> but we'll stumble our way through things regardless. We continue to do so, as always. Proverbial we. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I thought that was pretty powerful. It's coming from a doctor. Although a lot of these people seem to not have respect for doctors. They think they're just pawns or whatever the hell it is. And those same people just, again, ignorance, misinformation. And they still, people are still doing that, spreading the lies and the misinformation with their ignorance. Many of these same people want to ignore what happened on January 6th as well. So to close the COVID step, I, 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 real quick, I would say, let's be vigilant, remain vigilant. As I said a couple pods ago, it's affecting the youth now. We need to be ever so careful. This thing, as I mentioned, highly, highly transmissible. Remember chicken box? Remember that shit? Yeah. I had chicken box. <laughs> mm. No more lies and information, please. I mean, that's, that's an impossible ask. <laughs> because th these same people, again, still want to ignore January 6th and what happened on that day at the Capitol. They want to downplay it. But a new light has been shined on it. Testimony from the Capitol Police. There was some Black officers, and they spoke of rioters using the N-word towards them and saying stuff like this, the N-word voted for Biden, let's get him, and stuff like that. Which is pretty disgusting. Uh, one of them pointed out they, they did this shit while waving a blue lives flag the, the blue line flag you know actually no i think that came from the white guy who's getting crushed in the fucking door he that guy was talking about how it was like a medieval battle <laughs> and it, when you see that shit you do he said he just it was like he was getting crushed in a door he heard screams Everywhere coming from fellow officers, it just like a medieval battle. He was probably watching Game of Thrones and like, fuck, this feels like Game of Thrones. So he talked about that. There was another officer beaten unconscious and tased as he was screaming, I have kids, please. 
Officer Dunn. He's one of the black cops. He compared Trump to basically a hitman. What he was trying to say, what he was trying to get at, he said basically Trump, they were sent by a hitman, this mob. Um, but I think he meant Trump hired a hitman, which was the, the mob was the hitman, essentially. You know, they were sent because that, that's that's another thing all the cops were saying is they, these people were saying, hey, we're here for Trump. We're here because Trump wanted us to be here. Trump told us to come here. Um, like that was some sort of protection. Some of the writers asked uh, white cops to join them. And, you know, the, the claim that there was Antifa, Black Lives Matter there, these cops, all, all of them were letting no fucking way. <laughs> But in, in some people's eyes, these people are patriots. Yeah. Fuck that. It's uh yeah. I, I mean, if you've seen video and shit, I don't know how you I, I come to the same conclusion as the officers. <laughs> Particularly the medieval battle shit. Like I heard that, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's what it fucking looks like in some of that video. Like. the insanity of all this being done in that thin blue life. Like, it's just fuck idiots. What the hell is going on? Oh, fuck. If you don't see the truth in the, with this shit, but, uh, or COVID, is the earth brown or flat? Climate change, all that shit. If you don't see the truth, Not everything's a fucking conspiracy, people. Okay, I'm done. But if any of that shit, <laughs> fuck the fuck off. Fuck yeah, yeah. Let's end this tea party. Let's let's go ahead and end this tea party. I'm gonna start bringing the music out. Let's get it going. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Before we do, won't end it on that note. Me saying, you know, fuck the fuck off. <laughs> we'll not end it right there. We'll not, we'll not go into the music right there. I did want to say, I mentioned wrestling earlier. New Japan. New Japan. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling, which I'm very excited for. But also, also AEW has been really freaking, really freaking good lately. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe not. All Elite Wrestling has been fantastic lately. And it would appear <clears throat> that they are signing a very one has not wrestled in a while. A big time star. The one, the only. Mr. Pipe Bomb. CM Punk. That's right. CM Punk. Exciting if you're a wrestling fan. Be nice to see him back in the ring. People have been waiting for years. I, we got to the point where I think pretty much everybody figured it wasn't going to happen. And hey, it looks like there's a good chance it's going to happen. <laughs> that sounds about like CM Punk. When everybody's ready to give up that he'll come back, of course, he comes back. But also, this month, 
It actually comes out Friday. So we'll talk about it on the fucking next podcast. That's right. <laughs> Suicide Squad 2. Well, really, it's called The Suicide Squad. The wife and I were talking about that. Why is it? It's the old one's Suicide Squad. And this one's called The Suicide Squad. And I think my wife figured it out. She said, well, last time it wasn't really official. They were just kind of, they were like, yeah, we're like a suicide squad, you know? So it's just suicide squad. But now it's like their official name, you know, the suicide squad. So you had to throw the the in for the part two. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. I, could, I see it. I see it now. Still not a big fan, but I see, but I see it. But we got the new suicide squad coming. So I am excited as hell to see that. Not too many days away now. That's so good. That's so good. But okay. We're going to go ahead and get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Get the hell out of here. Ah. Oh, you know. You know. As always. As always. As always. Much love. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and of course, man, the best of us suffer. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Until next time, I'm gonna go with my kids. Until next time, have a great week. Ta ta for now. Later, stop being a fucking